This is the Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. We're back. Fred Doucette, state representative and deputy majority leader of the New Hampshire State Legislature, is on with us. And folks, we are looking at a landscape change in the United States. We have a 50-50 split in the U.S. Senate. Whether Lisa Murkowski or Kelly Chewbacca wins in the state of Alaska, doesn't matter. They're both Republican. We're looking at Kelly, the astronaut, being targeted in Arizona. Very formidable. He's a Democrat. I don't know if he can be defeated, to be blunt. We have the Warnoff and the Ossoff, and you're going to see at least one race there in the state of Georgia. I don't know if they can be defeated. Their coffers are filling up steadily. The one now Leahy is retiring in Vermont. It's a Democratic state. The state that's not Democratic, it's it's more right than left. And the Hassan race is going to be one that everybody in the world is going to look at because it could flip to give us the majority in the U.S. Senate for the Republicans. So State Representative Fred Doucette, Deputy Majority Leader Fred Doucette joins us. Give us a lay of the land, my friend. Good morning, Tom. Nice to talk to you again. And, and it, it is interesting that the map in general, Senate map anyway, we'll talk about that, um, is interesting in that Governor Sununu was locked and loaded to be, you know, the candidate for Senate. A lot of people made that assumption. And he was doing a, pretty much a speaking tour. He, he's been in California, spoken to the GOP there. Um, a coalition, I believe it was last weekend in Vegas, and he was being courted by, you know, the likes of Rick Scott and, and others uh, to make this run. And in my humble opinion, I've known Chris, he's from the same town that I'm from. He, he's a he's a great manager, a, a uber intelligent individual, a solid uh, Republican uh, in the moderate column, if, if I'm allowed to say that word. But, but he's done well by us here in the state of New Hampshire. And in my humble opinion, I think he would have won that race with, with Maggie Hassan eight days a week. Walked away with it. So now we find ourselves with Governor Sununu taking a step back. And we have a big seat to fill right now because Maggie Hassan's popularity, her polling numbers, her positions are such that this is our seat to lose, in my opinion. So we have to line up the right person to uh, take on a sitting senator, a past governor, someone who took that seat five years ago and has basically voted lockstep with the Democratic caucus and now with Joe Biden. And and if she's going to take a position, she's trying to. She's been up on, on TV ads here in the state for I'd say at least the last two months and some big packs are pouring some big money into the state of New Hampshire to lay a narrative out that she's a moderate, she's a bipartisan senator and on and on, which is the furthest thing from the truth. She votes with the Biden administration 100% of the time. So in my estimation, anybody that's worth their weight that steps up to run for U.S. Senate in the state of New Hampshire against Maggie Hassan has the advantage of running a campaign that, in in my opinion, should be Maggie Hassan is Joe Biden, and I'm not Maggie Hassan. So there's, there's some great potential candidates, and 
I've spent some time on the phone with those folks and some time on the phone with, with DC. And for, for what it's worth, my opinion seems to matter to an extent. So we're, we're really digging down. I mean, I, I have some, some favorites, but there's some names that haven't even come up publicly. And you, you spoke of uh, some of the great work New Hampshire Journal does. Michael does some great conservative uh, coverage in the state of New Hampshire here. And, and anybody that's uh, on our side of the aisle reads his stuff. And he put out a, a uh, poll, I believe it was last night or early this morning, that he asked some uh, anonymous folks to give their input as to who should be the front runners. Uh, to to uh, run against Maggie Hassan, and much to my surprise, I'll, I'll share with you. I was part of that anonymous polling, but much to my surprise, I'll speak to the way the rankings came out. Our state Senate President Senator Chuck Morse, who also happens to be from my hometown of Salem, um, came in first, so he's the the front runner, and I I know that he. He's looking at it hard, and I think he would be a great uh, a great candidate. Here's the problem. Some of the names that they're throwing around are past politicians, people that have run for office before. Um, even this, this list isn't necessarily inclusive of everyone's name that has come up. Uh, past Senator Judd Gregg has come up in, in conversation and on and on. But we have uh, a sitting state Senate president who, in under our state rules, is basically the, the lieutenant governor here. And let me lay, lay out for you, because I heard you speak earlier, our federal delegation is all Democratic. Our, we only have two seats in Congress. They're both Democrats. And with redistricting subsequent to, the, to that panning out, that's probably going to be a, a little more uh, Republican district. So that's that's in focus too. But going back to the Senate race, before I get off here, the the comparison here in New Hampshire is is much probably much like you're seeing in Alaska, Tom. In that people are looking at, I mean, look at Biden's uh, approval ratings, right? What is he at? Thirty eight percent, thirty seven percent this morning. It's low right now. Biden, you're looking at such a low rating that if Hassan ties herself to Biden at any level, which I'm sure she'll distance herself, uh, you're going to see, Fred, that this is not going to be pleasant for her. And I think there's a shot. Fred, we're going to go to a break here. And when we come back, I want to get Fred Doucette's opinion on that, because, folks, when you look at the United States Senate and the playing field and a 50-50 split when Vice President Kamala Harris holds your nose, awful town, is the decide is the tiebreaker and the deciding factor. We don't want to see that anybody, anybody that's a centrist, anybody that's lightly right of center, a moderate Republican, a center center, a hard right, all of you get it. All of you watching this YouTube video or listening to this radio show get it, that we have to change our United States Senate. And the best news of it all is the state of New Hampshire could very well do it, whether that state Senator Chuck Morris or somebody else. We're going to come back. We're going to talk with Deputy Majority Leader, State Representative Fred Doucette, and we'll find out what he thinks about Leahy retiring. He's close enough to Vermont. Maybe he has an idea of somebody there. What he thinks the next cycle 
and this wave of races across the nation. This guy's a consultant. He lives one street away from Corey Lewandowski. I mean, he's right in the middle. He was the chair for New Hampshire for Trump. So we'll talk more with State Representative Deputy Majority Leader Fred Doucette right here on The Tom Anderson Show. This is the Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. Talking with State Representative Fred Doucette from the great state of New Hampshire. He is the Deputy Majority Leader. He has laid the congressional seats out. So, Fred, to recap, if you could name who you have for your congressional district one and two, and then your two U.S. senators. I know uh, last two years ago, Shaheen stayed in, but and then you might you might add in the fact that the, the legislature is not Democrat, is it? No, sir, it is not. And I was starting to get to that point. Here's our scenario. We have Gene Shaheen, the past governor of the state of New Hampshire, who is a, a multi-term state senator. Um, and you're aware of that because of my dear friend, Corky Messner, making a run last cycle against her. You have Maggie Hassan, who's also was a governor of the state of New Hampshire, who's in a, uh, one term and beat then sitting Senator Republican Kelly Ayotte who, if you remember correctly, went against President Trump, not once, not twice, but three times. And it was kind of a rebellion vote against her. She only lost that seat by some 1,200 votes. So that was a bit frustrating. We have Chris Pappas, who is a, a model prisoner for Nancy Pelosi, and the same with Ann Custer in CD2, uh, who likes to hang around with AOC and, and take photos with her. So that, that's what we have in our federal delegation here in New Hampshire, and they're going to have to defend their voting records and their positions. Secondarily to that, New Hampshire is the only state that during the last cycle totally flipped both houses in the state legislature. We flipped and got a Republican majority in the House. We got a Republican majority in the Senate. We got a Republican majority in the Executive Council, which is the advisory uh, branch to the governor's office. And of course, we have the governor's office with Governor Chris Sununu. So we are a solid Republican state legislature with a very minuscule majority right now. But we just passed a budget. We literally eliminated every tax in the state of New Hampshire that we could. The, the last pseudo income tax was the IND tax, and we're phasing that out. We've lowered our rooms and meals tax. I mean, we did a phenomenal job. We uh, put in place, and this is some of the stuff that Governor Sununu is taking incoming from the PACs right now, is we finally got approved and signed into law a third trimester abortion ban. and. You know how the Democrats will take that and, and utilize it and weaponize it, and they're trying to make that attempt. But we're in a solid Republican state legislature, and we're poised with this administration to take the federal seats. That's just the way it's going to be. They're, they are ours to lose because what they're doing to this country, this economy, to our borders, and, and I don't need to repeat all the things that everyone that's listening, I'm sure, understands. 
Fred Doucette, we're talking with state representative in New Hampshire and also deputy majority leader. So looking at the playing field, I referenced Arizona and Kelly, I referenced Georgia, how sad that day was. You and I were texting because we're friends off air and commiserating over the Warnock and Ossoff wins, you know, $400 million spent for digital radio TV outreach, get out the vote. And the both Republican incumbents lost in the state of Georgia. It's reminiscent of New Hampshire, what happened with your two U.S. senators that were former governors. And again, of the Elizabeth Warren ilk. I just, I don't understand why it's happening, but it has. Now we're seeing, interestingly, a red wave coming back. We saw that in recent elections, and I think we're going to see more of it. Do you think, because you know that lay of the land far better than us, most of us in Alaska, when we talk of Vermont and Patrick Leahy, nine terms retiring, is that winnable? And I know you may not have names sitting there in your pocket, but is it just two Democrat in Vermont? I think point one, yeah, it's way too democratic in Vermont, but anybody who runs for that Senate seat has to run on the record of, of this administration. And, you know, I'd, I'd be as bold to say, you know, good luck with that. And quite frankly, nobody in Vermont Republican wise comes directly to mind, but I would think you'd have more, more of an opportunity now that Senate, Senator Leahy is hanging it up more of an opportunity right now under this administration, under the lunatic decisions that they're making for this country to, to have a run at it. But that, that state is so deep blue, it's, uh, it's scary. And I can, from my, I'm looking out my front door right now, I can see Massachusetts. You can tell by my accent. I grew up just north of Boston. I've lived here in New Hampshire 35 years or so. I mean, I'm surrounded by that here. Let me ask something else. Talking with State Representative Fred Doucette, and you're a retired fireman. Do you think labor union endorsements and do you think the first responder endorsements like a police union or a fireman union or a even healthcare unions, do you think that matters in races? Is it more local than like U.S. Senate or congressional where it matters? I Honestly, I think it does to an extent, and, and hear me out on this one, I think it's it's more on the local level, though. I can speak to the fireside of things in that, specifically, the International Union, the IAFF, the Firefighters Union, endorsed Biden very early in the last cycle. And I actually got called down to then-International President Harold Shapeberker's office in D.C. I happened to be at the White House that weekend. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't know that they they felt too good about the endorsement they make, but saving the long wind here, they, they called me into the office because I knew the internal polling numbers in the firehouse. The firehouse voted for President Trump at the time. I think that at least with some of the the union heads, the union presidents here in the state of New Hampshire, I've made my voice loud and clear. They standardly endorse Democrats. It's time they realize their memberships are built on both parties and that a lot of their membership are now Republicans, declared Republicans and lean Republicans. So they need need to take a hard look at who, who it is they endorse and who it is they support with all those great big dollars. Absolutely. We're talking with 
Deputy Majority Leader, State Representative Fred Doucette. And Fred, it's been a pleasure. It's always nice to hear from you. And I'd like to re- you know, circle back next year in 2022 when we get closer to the summer in the spring. And maybe you can give us an update because then we will know who are who's running in the, the primary and who's taking on these congressional incumbents, the Democrats there in New Hampshire and Hassan and crossing fingers that we can win at least congressional district one there and the, take back the U.S. Senate so you would have a Democrat and Republican. And then at some point, Shaheen either retires or we take her out. So Nunu, I was really disappointed that he didn't run, but at least that preserves. I don't think he can be taken out as the governor. So you'll have him another four years. 